Good morning and welcome to Seeking Wellness, Our Bodies Explained on WPKN 89.5 FM. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre, your neighborhood naturopathic doctor and public health advocate, bringing you the best of what integrative medicine has to offer. We broadcast from Bridgeport, Connecticut on the fourth Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Here on Seeking Wellness, we discuss various health topics while clarifying some misconceptions about naturopathic medicine and providing education from a clinical and holistic perspective. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If you're new to the party, come on in, take off your shoes, and get comfortable. If you've missed any of our past shows, please log on to our website, wpkn.org, to explore our archives and podcasts. I hope you all are faring well as we've ushered in the new fall season. Lots of transitions going on, particularly with children getting adjusted to school. Make sure that you check out our last show on helping children cope through the pandemic. It was an excellent show with Dr. Stephanie Preston. And I think there'll be some great tidbits in there as you help your children get adjusted to their new normal. I also wanted to remind everyone, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you haven't been in to visit your physician for your annual exams, please make your appointments. Right now, as you know, there are there's telemedicine options where you can see your physician to check in if you need any medications that need to be prescribed. Um, just don't forget about that self-care and making sure you're healthy. Um, Speak to your naturopathic doctor about any supplements that you need to be on just to prepare yourself for this season that we have coming in. And just because there's a pandemic, do not forget that your chronic health issues still need to be managed and addressed. So keep that in mind. Today, we are talking about CBD and medical marijuana particular cannabis. You may know it by that term. I wanted to have a discussion about this topic because I get so many questions about it. Sometimes people are a little nervous about it because they feel embarrassed because there's been a stigma on marijuana. And I wanted to speak about it from a medical perspective and just give you all the information that you need when you're making decisions about how you would use it, when you would use it, the difference between CBD and medical marijuana. So I have a special guest on today who we're going to have a great discussion about it. Everything you've ever wanted to know and maybe were embarrassed or didn't feel that you could talk to your doctor about it or just didn't feel that you found the right person in general to talk to about it and get advice and the differences between CBD and marijuana because there are some differences. So we're going to have that discussion and I hope you enjoy it. Full disclaimer, anything we're discussing about today, you have to discuss with your physician. So medical marijuana is something that should be prescribed if it is legal in your state. And you have to talk to your physician about whether it is appropriate for you and whether you need a recommendation for it. Um, CBD is a little different. 
in that um, you can get CBD without a prescription. However, you should be monitored by your physician as well and a physician who understands CBD and how it should be used. So not all doctors are well versed in CBD. So please find a physician who understands it, understands how it works and understands any contraindications for any other medications that you may be taking. I'm really excited today um, for our guest, Dr. Janella Chin. I have known Dr. Janella Chin for quite some time now. She's a fellow Cornellian, um, so that makes it extra exciting to have her on the show. But I'm going to introduce her, and we're going to have an amazing conversation about cannabis and CBD and everything that you should know about that and even how you can incorporate that into your life. Dr. Janella Chin, this is her bio. For over a decade, Dr. Janella Chin practiced medicine in California, specializing in osteopathic manipulative medicine, nutrition, acupuncture, and medical cannabis. Dr. Chin is currently treating both children and adults in New York and Connecticut. Dr. Chin is dedicated to thinking beyond the limitations of standard allopathic medicine. She has extensive integrative medical training, including nutritional biochemistry at Cornell University, Toro University College of Osteopathic Medicine in California, medical acupuncture at Harvard University, and research at Columbia University Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine and Women's Health. Dr. Chin is an advocate for better understanding of the science and medicine of cannabis. Dr. Chin and her team of physicians consult with patients all over the world. They have been integrating medical cannabis since 2001. Her work has been featured in Forbes, LA Times, CNN, Good Morning America, among others. The book she co-authored, Cannabis and CBD for Health and Wellness was published in June 19. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Chin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pierre. It's so good to talk to you and be with you. So tell the audience what you do, why you do it, and some of your specialty areas. Let's start there. Sure. So for me, um, the biggest reason for going into medical cannabis and integrating medical cannabis for my patients is I'm a chronic pain survivor. So I don't know if you remember, but when I was in college, um, I would wear a back brace. I was always in pain and I went to medical school, always in pain. I have an autoimmune disease of the spine called ankylosing spondylitis, which is a mouthful, but it's AS for short. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is um, your spine fuses. It's, it fuses on its own, you lose mobility and there's no cure. And so when I was in med school in California, I was just the right place at the right time, one of my attendings offered me medical cannabis. And when it worked, it changed the trajectory of my practice and the rest of my career as a physician. Wow. Um, did you ever have, at that time, you know, this was years ago, did you ever have any apprehension about cannabis at that time or things you might have heard that could have skewed you in either direction? I definitely had a stigma towards cannabis. I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in a very traditional Asian household. And so there was a huge stigma about cannabis and what it represents. 
Um, so when he offered medical cannabis to me as a attending and I was a med student, I was shocked. And I really, it took me, <laughs> it took me several weeks before buying into it and, and realizing if I didn't try some alternative method for my pain, I wasn't going to be able to become a physician and even finish medical school. Wow. So what was your process in this becoming a focal point of your practice? So when I when I finished school and I was practicing um, in California, I didn't tell anyone that I was helping patients integrate cannabis. Um, for a long time, I was afraid of what my colleagues would say. I remember I told a, a close friend that was a classmate of mine that I said, you know, I'm helping patients with medical cannabis and it works. And this was originally seizure, kids with seizures. And she said, she said, Janella, did we even go to the same med school? She's a pediatrician. <laughs> she, she's a pediatrician at Kaiser now, and she's a hospitalist. And she's, she like looks at me. She goes, you do acupuncture, you do osteopathy, you know, you do medical <laughs> cannabis. Like we were not taught, <laughs> we not, not taught these things. But for me, um, you know, I, I look at I look at the big picture. I look at everything in a very integrative and holistic way, and that what helped me with my chronic pain. Wow. Um, and would you say that when you were incorporating this into, you know, your regime, was it mind blowing to you how helpful it was or, you know, what, what was that for you just taking that in? For me, taking, you know, going through the regular allopathic route of prescription medications, I got injections, epidurals, trigger points, I did everything under the sun and took every prescription medication. So when that didn't work, and I started integrating um, natural supplements, changing my diet, acupuncture, rolfing, osteopathy, I started to notice that my body was actually healing from within. And I didn't really need to rely on prescription medications around the clock. And then when I added medical cannabis, it was icing on the cake. So for me, I, I thought, well, if this worked for me in my chronic pain, how could I apply this uh, into the health and wellness of my patients that are looking for more? Wow. Um, so while we're talking about it, Dr. Chen, I want you to give the audience kind of a primer on just what cannabis is and um, just what the endocannabinoid system is in the body. People don't realize that we already have these receptors in the body. So could you break that down in a way that the audience can understand so they can really get a clearer picture of how it works um, in the body? Sure. So to understand how cannabis works with your body and your brain, you have to think about some of the other systems in your body that you're probably familiar with, your digestive system, uh, circulatory system, your respiratory system, your nervous system. So the endocannabinoid system, or ECS for short, is another system in your body that was discovered a little bit more recently, but it interfaces with all those other systems. It, it, it actually um, it, it has a really strong interplay. It's called the master regulator. And um, the digestive system and the circulatory system cannot work without our endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. And is there anything, um, you know, the, the idea that we already have these receptors um, in our bodies, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, and, sure. and what happens when we actually do take um, cannabis or CBD oil? 
Sure. So our endocannabinoid system, because it helps regulate the other systems, we can do simple things naturally to up our own endocannabinoid system. And that's getting Mm -hmm. enough sleep, that's exercising, that's eating well. But sometimes it comes to a point where our body just can't self-regulate. We need a little bit of help. We need a little bit of nudge. And that can come from um, the plant, the cannabis plant. And the cannabis plant composes of uh, the hemp plant, Um, and you have the cannabis plant. So the cannabis plant has THC in it, and THC is the part of the plant that creates this sedating euphoric effect. It gives you Mm -hmm. that nice relaxation. Now, CBD is the other portion of the plant, which you hear about all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, CBD is an anti-inflammatory, is an anti-pain, and what's wonderful about CBD is you don't have to worry about feeling sedated or high. I and the hemp plant. Yeah. yeah the, sorry. <laughs> that's, no, the, I was just going to say that's the huge difference. I think. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And the hemp plant is bred without THC. So that's <laughs> that's the beauty. So it's a, I mean, I would think of hemp and, and cannabis. They're like cousin plants. Um, but the hemp plant just doesn't have THC in it. And that's why we hear about hemp with like hemp bags and very natural products that are made out of hemp. Um, It's also really good um, as far as sustainability and it helps uh, the soil actually to rejuvenate the soil when um, uh, it's planted. So uh, two different things. But like you said, I like what you said about being cousins, very similar, but different. Mm -hmm. Um, And is it true that most of the uh, because I've seen this in practice, that most of the CBD products that we we use, they are coming from hemp, correct? Yes. Um, Most of the CBD products that are over the counter that contain less than 0.3% THC come from hemp. Wow. Um, And that's, I think that's other, another uh, distinction that people need to really understand. Um, So tell me a little bit more about um, you know, what, what makes you decide whether you're going to, because, because you have extensive history in using cannabis, how do you decide when you're going to use, um, CBD oil versus cannabis? So it really depends on the patient's, uh, symptoms, the patient's goals, um, also their lifestyle, you know, what they do for a living, if they're working their age. So for example, I have a um, 80 year old uh, woman with Parkinson's disease and she's tried the -the over-the-counter CBD oil and it really helps her with the muscle spasms and the pain, but she lives alone. So that's not someone that I would really add a lot of THC with because Mm -hmm. we're worried about fall precaution. We're worried about her, you know, getting dizzy or feeling altered in any way. Um, But I have a 50 year old, also Parkinson's, and he works. So he's an attorney. He still continues to work. He's mobile. He commutes to work and he makes sure he's exercising. So when he took the CBD oil, it helped with the muscle spasms. It did help with the overall pain, but the actual tremors was still there. So we added a touch of THC, which he gets from the dispensary. He has a medical cannabis license and he knows how to dose it very, very carefully so that he doesn't feel altered while working. Mm-hmm. But it's just enough to stop the tremors so he can sit through a meeting um, and not worry about the tremors. Wonderful. 
So while you are already kind of going into that, let's kind of switch gears and talk about what that process looks like. I know you practiced in California for a while. And as we all know, there's always jokes about how readily available cannabis is on the West Coast. But um, since you already started talking about it, can you tell us a little bit about what that process is in New York and Connecticut and maybe even some differences in, in how you practice? Absolutely. So in, in the West Coast, it's, it's a very open <laughs> free for all. There's, <laughs> there's more dispensaries than Starbucks. Um, and it's not very well uh, regulated or, or very strict process. On the East Coast, it's a very, very regulated program, both in the tri-state area. And uh, to be honest with you, um, I sleep better at night practicing in New York and Connecticut because it is so regulated. So when you go to the dispensaries to pick up product, it is been tested by the Department of Health mm-hmm. and it is um, traced by the Department of Health. So you, in New York, for example, you pick it up from a pharmacist. The pharmacist works at the dispensary um, and the same thing in Connecticut. And that, when you pick that up, it gets logged into the prescription monitoring program or the PMP. And you and I will tap into that, you know, when we write a prescription for our patients and we can see what they picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is an incredible difference. So that doesn't happen at all on the West Coast. No, not not yet. I don't know if they're trying to instate that. But what, what I like about that here is I know what the patient picked up. I can monitor and make sure that they're, you know, doing things safely. Or if they say, you know what, that didn't work. And then I'll say, well, what did you pick up? They always say, I don't know that, you know, the retailer <laughs> gave it to me. And I'll look it up in the PMP and I'll say, oh, no, this is this is not what I recommend. Let's try this and this instead. And so it's a I think it's a more of a, a medical model, a robust medical model compared to the West Coast. Oh, wow. Um, that that was really helpful in breaking that down. I wasn't aware of um, that happening in the West Coast. I thought it was, um, because it's been legal for so long, I thought there was more of a system behind it. So that's helpful to know, um, especially in terms of safety. Um, so what are some of the myths that you have heard, especially practicing with patients? And um, you kind of alluded to when you were um, talking to a colleague who also went to medical school with you and how they were kind of shocked at all, at all the integrative therapies that you're into. But um, that kind of goes along with some of the myths that people have about CBD and cannabis and um, you know, again, the stigma, what, what are things that you've heard, even from some of your patients who have come to you interested, but maybe a little embarrassed or what have you heard from them? I think the most important thing is that we often get locked into this one size fits all thinking. And so when you're working with plant medicine, there isn't one size fit all. And in medical school and in residency, we have this like, oh, this is how we've always done it. You know, um, that's like the conventional allopathic medicine model. So I can mm-hmm. understand why uh, my friend and colleague looked at me, you know, when when I crazy when I started integrating plant <laughs> plant based supplements. Um, but we also have to understand, I think, for patients is that CBD is not a cure all, even though mm-hmm. it's being marketed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be very effective at certain doses, but it's not a silver bullet. And it's 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 very helpful to talk to a practitioner, a healthcare practitioner, um, you know, an MD, a naturopath, a DO, because it, there's these nuances that, that you have to understand when incorporating plant-based medicine. 
you you don't want i mean you want to go all natural but at the same time you don't want your body to downregulate and start being lazy and not produce um things on its own you know you're you're bringing your body back to equilibrium but you don't want to rely on all nutritional supplements and all cbd so there are things like you know obviously your diet and exercise acupuncture other things are all pieces of the puzzle yeah, that's really important that you highlight that because there are many people now, you know, we always make the joke, Dr. Google, <laughs> people yes. are consulting Dr. Google, and they're ta- they're looking for dosing information. And, you know, I've had patients approach me with all types of crazy things that they found online. And they're like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, what? Like, where did you get this? Um, it's fun. like the things that my patients find sometimes is astounding to me, the supplements they find online or the different CBD products. And, um, I'm constantly, constantly stressing the safety because patients don't realize about, you know, they're not as, um, knowledgeable many times about quality control, third party testing and all that goes into it. And especially if you're talking about something like CBD quality and cannabis and not realizing that things can be mixed and laced and all this kind of crazy stuff. So while we're on that topic, can you talk a little bit about the, you know, what forms are better in dosing or just a breakdown of full spectrum versus isolate versus synthetic. There's all these terms that people hear. And yes, I'm going to stress again that you should go see a doctor who has this information. Not every physician has the information about CBD oil and cannabis. So please, as you're going along this process, please go to a physician who has the knowledge base, preferably an integrative physician, like we mentioned before, a naturopathic doctor, an osteopathic doctor, someone who has more of an integrative mindset. Um, But let's talk about those differences between full spectrum, isolate and synthetic and, and what you've seen in practice and how you use them. Sure. So CBD is available in different formats. Full spectrum, it means that that formula has utilized the full range of the hemp's plants compounds. So there's terpenes, it's what give cannabis that that, um, pungent odor. There's different cannabinoids, and there's up to 0.3% of THC. That's US's current legal limit. Mm -hmm. Broad spectrum contains the terpenes and the cannabinoids, but zero THC. So you don't have to worry about THC at all. And then there's isolate, which is everything is removed. So there's no more terpenes. There's um, no other cannabinoids. It's only the CBD molecule. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways of taking it. And again, it really depends on your goals. I have patients on broad spectrum because they get drug tested. So they can't mm-hmm. have any THC in their body. Um, full spectrum patients like it because they find that um, you know they might get more clinical effects. Um, cause you're, it's, you're using the whole plant compound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then isolates are, are used usually in compounds where there's needs high dosing, or if you're trying to use it as a pharmaceutical supplement. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I would say, um, you know, a lot of my patients are using and, and find to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, are there um, any conditions you would say that CBD is not helpful for? Because in my mindset, there's so many different things that I've found it to be useful for anxiety. We talked a little bit about pain. 
Um, I mean, is, is it not useful in certain conditions or what would you say are like those high target, amazing for this, not so much for this? Well, this if you think about the CBD molecule, because it's such a potent anti-inflammatory, um, you know, it's 10 times more potent than steroids. So inflammation, as you know, is the root cause mm-hmm. of most diseases, yes. right? I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, so. talking about that all the time with my yeah, patients. Exactly, exactly. Um, so because inflammation is the heart at most diseases, that's why it seems to be this panacea. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it works for, you know, migraines all the way to anxiety, PTSD, and then it works for my uh, diabetic neuropathy foot. Mm-hmm. So the reason is, it's because of inflammation. When you have this chronic inflammation, um, it brings down the inflammation quite effectively. But, you know, again, CBD doesn't cure everything. You have to supplement it with other things. Yeah. And this is the conversation, um, you know, in our world of integrative medicine that we're having all the time. I think people, so right now, so many people are afraid of, of medication and prescriptions and, and due to the opioid crisis, you know, I think people are just very wary of medication and the side effects. So they kind of want to replace medication with something natural. And so that's what I'm constantly hearing from patients. Can I just take something that's more natural because I don't want to take this drug and the, and the side effects, but not realizing the amount of work that they have to put into it. And it's good work, right? It's, it's things that you want to be doing. It's setting a foundation, not only for yourself, but your family. Um, I say to patients all the time, especially my female patients, when you are setting the groundwork for your health options, right? You are able to set that up for your children, your partner, whoever is in your life, you know, you're able to um, do that. So what we're talking about today is, you know, I speak about this ad nauseum and I'm sure you do with your patients as well. We want a holistic view of the body and additionally for treatment. Um, So, you know, we're going to keep driving that home that you have to do the diet, the exercise, you know, even the self-care, you know, along with uh, trying these therapies. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Would you say, so, you know, in my mind, when we're talking about inflammation and preventative medicine, do you see CBD um, and cannabis having a large role in, in maybe disease prevention? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, there's this whole um, universe of regenerative medicine, obviously nutritional medicine, preventative and integrative medicine. And I think CBD can be at the heart of that. So when you're integrating CBD and you're cutting down inflammation and you're almost, it's like you're parting the storm because when you cut down inflammation and you wake up feeling less stiff, you maybe you can do that 10 minute walk down the, you know, down the street and get your lymphatics going. Maybe you can have, you know, less sugar in your diet for the week. So I think CBD is sort of kind of is a stepping stone. Um, to a more healthier lifestyle. And right now with this pandemic that's going on, mm-hmm. I'm busier than ever because everyone <laughs> is realizing like I need to like do stuff that's preventative. I can't wait until it's too late. I need my immune system to function, to boost my immune system. I need to eat better. You know, what's going on, you know, with my weight? You know, I gained all this weight during the mm-hmm. pandemic. So people are really, I think people are starting to open up their eyes. And what, 
tell me about that. Like what, what has, how has your practice changed during the pandemic? We've all been affected in certain ways, but you mentioned your practice, you know, the, the need has increased. So tell me a little bit about how that has affected your practice and what you're seeing people come in for the most. I feel like we have more the attention of, of our patients now more than ever because mm. they are not going out um, as often, less distractions. Maybe their work schedule has decreased a little bit. So they're doing a little bit more reading and self-care. So insomnia is one of the things that my patients have been complaining about, anxiety um, mm-hmm. and inflammation. But they're realizing when they do call their regular MD uh, for telehealth, their MD will say, okay, well, here's a prescription for a muscle relaxant, or here's a prescription for Ambien, you know, it's mm-hmm. good luck. Then <laughs> they walk away like, wait a minute, I would rather try and regulate my circadian rhythm, my sleep mm-hmm. cycle on my own or with a natural supplement. And that's where, you know, we can talk about nutritional supplements, we can talk about sleep hygiene, and then adding CBD as part of it. Wow. Um, and you recently moved into Connecticut, which I'm really excited about because I'm going to be sending lots of patients your way. Um, but what was your process in deciding that you wanted to expand into Connecticut? You know, our listeners are are right in your area. So what was that process like? Absolutely. Well, it was it was convenience because I live in Westchester, so I'm mm-hmm. only about 20 minutes from <laughs> from Stamford. So it was convenience and I was not traveling into the city as much into New York City. We had an office in, in Midtown on Madison Avenue and 33rd Street. So it was a, it was a strategic move because every all of my patients from the city went out. <laughs> so they mm-hmm. went into Westchester or into yes, Connecticut. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what we've been seeing here. It's like New York at large has has moved up and into Westchester and Connecticut. Everybody's running from the city now, which is really interesting. Exactly. So really, it was actually out of necessity. Some of my patients couldn't get into Connecticut physicians. And they said, do you know of anyone here that can help me integrate medical cannabis? Because the laws are, you have to follow the laws in the state that you reside in. So Mm. if you reside in New York, you have to find a New York doctor to -hmm. give you medical cannabis. If you reside in Connecticut, you need to find a Connecticut physician. So now that I'm I'm, uh, licensed in both states, I'm able to help. Amazing, amazing. Um, So let's talk about some populations. So I was on um, a webinar that you did recently. It was amazing. And you were talking about the possibility of using CBD oil during pregnancy and just kind of like you know, some contra- potential contraindications or how it may be helpful and just some of the research behind that. Could you talk a little bit about just where we are as far as using CBD oil during pregnancy? Sure, sure. So that endocannabinoid system that I mentioned before is really a complex biological system. So it's even um, involved in fertility, ovulation, um, prepping your uterine lining and, and implantation of the embryo. So I wouldn't give a blanket okay and say, okay, you can use CBD or cannabis during pregnancy. You have to really look at the relationship um, of the mother's health, obviously of the embryo. So there's not enough research to prove that CBD and THC is 100% safe. 
uh, mm-hmm. with pregnancy. Mm-hmm. However, um, with that said, a lot of my pregnant moms will end up using topicals. So topical mm-hmm. CBD, um, because it doesn't get absorbed, you don't have to worry about it affecting um, the the baby. Mm-hmm. So you can apply it to your low back or your sacrum yes. or there, there's areas that, <laughs> areas that are, you know, giving you a hard time, even your TMJ joint, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, which really gets aggravated during during pregnancy. So so that could be um, a good thing to use. And then there are some some moms that find that CBD can be very helpful for morning sickness. And the reason why CBD helps with morning sickness is because it works on the serotonin receptors. Um, so it can help alleviate nausea and vomiting. But my first go actually to get rid of morning sickness would be acupuncture first. Mm-hmm. So if the acupuncture doesn't work, then you know maybe you can start thinking of other things. Do you do acupuncture as well? Yeah, we do. Oh, I didn't realize that. You know, I, I adore acupuncture. <laughs> My patients know that, but um, I didn't. I didn't realize that you did that as well. That's fantastic. Um, in combination with everything else that you're doing. Um, so um, I hope you were listening, pregnant moms. I treat a lot of um, women for infertility and. Um, reproductive health. And that question comes up pretty often. So I wanted to make sure I had you address it so people can have a an idea of where we are with the research. So it's not a blanket statement, um, but there you can definitely use it topically, um, you know, for the, those pains and, and issues that women have during pregnancy. And another population that I wanted to talk about is children. Um, tell me about your work with children and how you've used cannabis and or CBD with children. So the largest, um, I would say, population that comes see me are kids with autism. And kids with autism will either have GI issues, where it's like an irritable mm-hmm. bowel type issues, yes. um, or epilepsy or self-injurious behavior, you know, maybe um, they're, you know, maybe self-regulation or ADD. And so what I have found is that CBD really helps temper ADD, calm the nervous system down. Um, Because CBD is great as an anti-inflammatory, it helps decrease the inflammation in the GI tract for a lot of my autistic patients. And then with seizures, um, we do have CBD used for seizures. Most of those patients do get a little bit of THC as well from the medical dispensary. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was some, uh, a recent story. I'm not sure if you heard about this. Um, uh, it was some story about a child who had previously been using um, CBD. Um, and unfortunately, um, it was used for much of her care and her pain. But unfortunately, she had passed away. No connection to CBD, but it had helped in her care. Do you remember that story or who that patient was I think it was a uh, part of that brand Charlotte's um, yes that's that. right Charlotte's web uh-huh yeah there yeah. was so much around that do you know um, you know about that her particular case or her care absolutely so she had an intractable um, epilepsy means she tries everything under the sun, all standard of care, prescription medications, and she couldn't get her seizures under control. And her parents found CBD to be extremely helpful. And I have cases of that, um, Gervais syndrome, which is a seizure disorder. Mm -hmm. And these kids, these kids are seizing over 100 times a day. Wow. 100 times a day. And so um, some parents, you know, um, they try CBD and cannabis. And when they find that it's working, they bring it up to their neurologist. And usually the neurologist says, well, I don't know enough Mm -hmm. to really help you. And so then those moms usually go on Facebook and try to figure things out through their community. 
Um, so it's, it's a little tricky. You have to be able to find, I think, a health practitioner that understands how to integrate cannabis medicine and also work with the neurologist at the same time so they can be, there can be a team approach. Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about that, um, I wanted you to talk about some of the pharmaceuticals that have been um, created to kind of mimic uh, how cannabis works in the body. One in particular, Marinol. Can you talk about, you know, that synthetics and maybe even some other things that are on the horizon as far as medication goes? Yeah, well, Marinol has been around since the 70s. And Marinol, you can find um, most, you know, oncologists will prescribe it for, you know, either increasing an appetite or decreasing nausea. And it's a synthetic cannabis. So it's only THC. So there's no CBD Mm -hmm. in it. And the THC is then synthetic. So clinically speaking, when my patients try Marinol, they feel very uncomfortable. They they tell me Mm. they want to crawl out of their skin because it's only THC, so there's no, you know, there's no temper. Um, And that's because back in the 70s, they thought THC was the therapeutic portion of the cannabis plant. Um, There, Mm -hmm. you know, there was was no talk of CBD or even other cannabinoids. So um, there's Epidiolex, which has recently come out um, by GW Pharmaceuticals, and Epidiolex is the FDA-approved cannabis extract for seizures. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. And then have any of your patients been using that one as well? And, and what have you seen with that? Or um, Yeah, Epidiolex, you have to get a pre-authorization. It's very expensive. So you, we do a lot of paperwork to get the patient mm-hmm. on a program for Epidiolex. Otherwise, it's just not affordable. But most of my patients that do go through the Epidiolex program is also seen by a neurologist at NYU Langone's Epilepsy Center. So there's Dr. Davinsky, the Dr. Bluvstein. So they're really wonderful. And they were actually the um, the principal investigators for that FDA approval of Epidiolex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great to know. And, um, and of course, um, you know, as we're talking about cannabis and um, CBD oil, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, have a special section on oncology and and what you've seen as far as using them with your patients. I think medically, that's what we hear the most about how it's being used. So how does, what does that look like in, in the populations that you've treated? Right. So I get a lot of referrals from um, the different cancer centers, including Sloan Kettering. A lot of patients you know, when they go through chemo radiation, they're given a cocktail of of 10, you know, prescription bottles, and they take that home. And so a lot of patients, they look at that, and they say, Oh, my God, I just don't, you know, want to tax my body anymore. The chemo and radiation is enough. Um, I have this anti nausea pill, and then I have this stool softener, and then I have this, (laughs) this pain medication. So they want to try something more natural. And, um, and when they do their research, cannabis, uh, comes into play. And cannabis is great because it can potentially eliminate your anti-nausea med, your pain med, your appetite med. So if you can eliminate three or four different prescription medications um, and allow your body to heal a little bit more naturally, um, then I think it's a it's a win-win for all. Oh, that, that sounds incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about this book that you co-authored. 
Last oh, my year, goodness. so June 2019. Tell me about this. I know, I know. So it was so much fun. I did it with Eliza Sherman, um, and we we did we did it through Penguin Random House, and we did a whole book tour on the East Coast and on the West Coast in 2019, in the summer. So it was it was really really great, mm-hmm. and I it's a it's a very comprehensive book, and it's an overview of all things cannabis. Mm-hmm. So and CBD, so you can understand how it works and how to use it. But I think the most important thing about the book is, um, you know, we are women authors and we're cannabis users. So our empathy and our intuition and our determination to find a way to take charge of our own health really defined the book as we were writing it. So I do recommend it to anyone that is looking for an integrative or holistic approach to to their health and wellness. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then it'll give people kind of like a breakdown of what we've been talking about today as well. They can get more into that. Absolutely. And there's also patient cases and vignettes. So you can see examples of, you know, how I might have treated a, you know, PTSD patient um, or a patient with anxiety and insomnia or a patient with Parkinson's. Fantastic. Um, And then what do you want to leave the audience with before we wrap up? What what do you want to share? Or if anything else we haven't covered today, what would you like to put out there as far as patients considering using one or the other cannabis or CBD? Tell me what you would like to put out there. You know, I I really think that the CBD and medical cannabis movement is a wake up call to our current healthcare system. You know, our healthcare system and, you know, even, you know, you and I going through medical school, we realize there it's very poor at addressing how to prevent disease. Right. So we, you know, we, we want to take, we have a disease target kill model. You know, we want to take a pill quickly. We want to, we want the disease to be dead and then we move mm-hmm. on with our, <laughs> with our life. But I think what this whole movement um, of cannabis is, is really how do we take control of our life? How can we be more proactive in our own health care? Wow. I think that's a, a great way to um, wrap everything up. So let us know, how can we contact you? Um, Where are you on social media? Um, Give us information about your practice in Connecticut. Um, Where are you? I'm in Stamford in Connecticut, um, but you can find me in social media or my website, which is drjunechin.com. And you'll have my contact information, my office numbers, and a little bit of background on myself. And just give me a call or an email to see if this is, you know, the right direction for you. I don't charge for the initial call. So even if it's like a 10-minute, like, let's chat and see if this Mm -hmm. is something, you know, worth pursuing, for example. Um, I think we all need to get more educated uh, and really take control of our own health. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Chen. I'm so excited that we were able to connect. I'm so excited that our paths have um, interconnected in this way. I don't think all those years ago, we knew um, that although on different paths that we'd wind up kind of linking up in this integrative medicine world. Um, and so I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? But I'm yeah. excited to, to the fact that we're on this uh, podcast even today having this discussion. And I um, congratulate you for your journey and how you were able to step outside of the allopathic model and really, <laughs> you know, it's not easy. It's, it's really not easy to do that. Um, so I'm, a, I'm happy for you um, that you decided to take this direction. And for all the people 
that you've been able to help since that time. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pierre. It was really great talking to you and your audience. Of course. So please reach out to Dr. Janella Chin. Um, she's an amazing physician and another physician who is on the ground incorporating integrative medicine into our practice and healing so many people. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Seeking Wellness Show today. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Pierre. You can reach out to me at my website, drjpierre.com, on Instagram at drjpierre, or on Facebook at Dr. Jennifer Pierre. Please be sure to check out the website, wpcan.org, for past shows. And meet us right back here, same time, same place on the fourth Saturday of the month for another informative topic. Enjoy your weekend. And most of all, please stay healthy.